Well, welcome in live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live with Camel Head football coach Mike Minner. I'm Chris Samire. We've got a great show for you tonight. Some of our wide receivers are here, as in the second half hour of the show. We will chat with Kelsey, Anderson, Fitzgerald, and Wilkins. Plus, we will give away two tickets for our next home game, which is the homecoming game Saturday, October 21st at 4 p.m. as Campbell takes on Maine in a CAA showdown. But leading off the show, as always, he is a two-time national champion at the University of Nebraska, an NFC champion in his decade-long NFL career with the Carolina Panthers. And speaking of a decade, in this decade as head coach with Campbell, he has ushered his Camels from non-scholarship to scholarship to acceptance into the CAA, the best football conference in all of FCS. He is Mike Minter and coach out of conference on Saturday, taking on the 13th ranked team in the country in NC Central. You took them all the way to overtime. What are your takeaways from what turned out to be an epic battle in a Budden rivalry? Well, you know, um, Chris, it, it, it's... Um it's kind of bittersweet because, you know, we had the game. We, we, we up 35-14, um, and we have the ball. And we're going in about two minutes to go in the first half, and we're going in to um, score some more points, right, to really put the game away. And um, we turned the ball over, and, and it gave them life. And with that turnover, um, they score – they go into halftime. Momentum is a real thing in football. And um, and so, you know, they came out and they made it a game. And and the great thing about this football team is that um, you plan a champion. You knock the champion down. The champion gets up. And the champion starts fighting back. And then they, they knock you down. It looks like you out. <laughs> but you step up and you get back up off the canvas and then you get back into the fight and give yourself a chance to win the game, and it comes down to an extra point. Um, they block ours, and um, they make theirs, and, and, and it comes down to that. And so, you know, bittersweet, man, in the sense of I love how we started the game offensively. Uh, special teams, you know, defense held, it, held its own. Um, and if you go into that halftime up 21, it's probably a different second half, man, but that's that's football. You got to stay awake for 60 minutes, man. You cannot afford to go to sleep when you're playing top 25 football teams. Uh, you mentioned a champion. For those that maybe lost track of, of NC Central last year, this was a team that in the past really two years now, since November of 21, there's been three teams that have beaten them. Mississippi Valley State, UCLA, just a couple of weeks ago, and your team. They went on, won the MEAC. They ended up being the HBCU National Champions. They beat Dion's team before he went to Colorado when he was at, at Jackson State. So this was a good, good team you went toe-to-toe -to -toe with. And let's go back to that first quarter. 21 points in the first quarter, 35 points for your offense in the half. That was probably in my eyes, and again, I've seen every game that, that you have coached here, the best I've ever seen an offense go. They were putting video game numbers up for a while. They really were, and, and, and we knew um, we was going to have that opportunity because they was going to try to stop the run. Everybody that we play is going to put eight guys in the box, and so now these great receivers that you're going to talk to in the um, second part of the show, um, these guys now get a chance to show what they can do, and really all of them has had the opportunity to shine, and and um, this game, it was number five and, and his ability to run. And he was wide open because he was outrunning people because they was in zero coverage. And, and um, Hodge was able to get the ball to him. He was able to, um, you know, run under those easy, um, you know, catches. And um, that's how teams is going to defend us early. Then we got to take the opportunity to put the ball up in the air and score quick. And then sometimes that's – bad because your defense come right back on the yep. football field and so um you know you got to get used to that defense 90 plays you tired at the end of the game so we got to do a better job of of understanding um you know how to sub so our guys don't get tired at the end of the game like like we did you mentioned the Kelsey connection look if you have a 70 and a 65 yard touchdown catch in a season phenomenal 
that not only happened in the same game, that's epic. You did it in back-to-back plays, just in an unbelievable couple of things. When you go back to that, it, it, it's just amazing that 135-ish yards and two touchdowns in back-to-back plays with the same player. Yeah, no, again, that, that defense, um, you know, it, it calls for us to do that. And I thought Hodge did a great job of, um, you know, setting the feet, making the right read, because that's an RPO. So you, we, we run, pass, option. And you're reading one defender. And if that defender comes into the run, you, you, you throw the football. And, and that's what um, happened um, there with, with um, J5. And so it, it, it's so exciting to see that, right? But, you know, as you know, Chris, hey, this game is not played uh, in 15 minutes. It, it's played in 60. And, and so we got to realize – and understand that you got to stay awake for the whole 60 minutes when you're playing great football teams, and and um, that's what happened. And, and we got to learn that. That's a growth um, thing with with young football teams. And when I say young, I mean young playing together. Um, this football team had to learn that, right? And and hopefully um, this week we'll we'll display to the world that we have learned to stay awake for 60 minutes. You mentioned it. We talked about it. Because we both forget at times. Maybe you don't forget because you're with them in practice every day. But 52 newcomers are on this team, and a lot of them are playing a a lot of snaps for you. It's not an excuse, hey, this is a team that's inexperienced trying to gel. It's a team that's inexperienced that's trying to gel. No, absolutely. Um, That's what we're dealing with. But we knew that, and we had to do that to get ready to compete at this level in the CAA. And, um, again, Chris, when you look at it, you're competing. Um, you got three games against three top 25 teams that, that you, you know, you should win the game, right? I'm, I'm just going to say it, right? They, they, we should win those games. Um, but inexperience and um, the lack of confidence because you haven't done it together creates those moments that you can't beat those teams who have done it together. Right. That's why they call them champions, man. That's why they call them, um, you know, hard football teams that been to playoff games because you have to go through those things to build that resiliency to be able to overcome everything that someone is throwing at you. And those teams was able to do that. Yeah. You, you mentioned it. Your team has lost two close games to the number 13 and number four team in the nation. And your other loss was to four points by an Elon team that beat that number four team in the nation in William and Mary and is now in the top 25. So your three losses to three top 25 teams. We talked about how you look, you, you have said we should have won those games. If we do a couple things different, we do. But it has to give you and your team on the other side of that coin. It hurts, but the confidence to know. You literally can play with any team in the country. Yeah, and that's, and you know, again, that's a, a belief, right? So you, you, you build your belief as you go through situations, right? So that's where you get it from. Um, you try to tell yourself you believe these things, but you must go through the experience to create that confidence that I can get it done. And right now, my football team understands, hopefully, <laughs> that it's only them that can beat them. And, and um, it's, it's not anything else. And, and, and when you look at the defense being on the field for 90 plays, well, it's not just because it's we stopping them and we getting penalties, right? So pass interference calls um, against Elon. It was personal foul calls. And um, we, get a, we get a stop in the red zone. They're kicking a field goal. We jump off sides, and now they get the ball back, and, and get another set of downs to try to score, and then they do score right there, right? Um, you know, these things, um, it's the difference <laughs> between being a smart championship playoff football team and then being a good, talented football team who can't do the smart things when you need to do the smart things. And this is where we're at right now, and, um, and, and we're going to get that figured out. And when it click. Because it's, it's about to click, and I want everybody to understand that, that, that it's about to click. And, and um, when it does, it's, it's going to be a beautiful thing and a beautiful show. Oh, when you looked at your offense 
in the second half, what was the difference? Again, you're, you're not going to score 35 points in a half. That was, a, that was an epic half. But, but what was the difference? How, how did they slow down? Well, um, when you, again, when you kind of get knocked out of your rhythm, you, and this is the quarterback, right? So Haj Malik, at the point of the interception, this man was perfect. Right, yeah. he his QBR <laughs> at one point in the first quarter was five sixty. Exactly. I mean, when I talk right. about video right. game numbers, yeah, right. it was, it was mean, incredible. All the completions, right, and the one incomplete he has is a is a pick that leads to a touchdown that gets them back into the game. Well, he got to get back into the rhythm, right? So it's not as easy as people think that. Okay, I come out of halftime and we can just get rolling again. Um, and you got to give them credit, right? They, got, they, they made some adjustments. That's what halftime is about. They're a championship team. I mean, them coaches know what they're doing, too, and um, gave themselves a chance to get back in the game. So we always say coming out of halftime, we got to get one for one, which means the defense is going to be up first, get that stop. Now, the offense job is to go two for three, meaning – Two scores out of the three drives, first three drives coming out of halftime. We was 0 for 3. Now, if we do our job offensively, 2 for 3, game is over, right? And um, But, you know, I think it was a rhythm thing for six. I think it was a rhythm thing for my OC trying to figure out how to get us back into that rhythm. And at that same time, that offense is scoring points to um, get back into the ball game. Your special teams have been special. That's been a hallmark of, of your team since you have been here. Well, one of the things you do that, that's so brilliant that I wonder why a lot of other teams don't do it, no matter what level it is, this isn't just a place for the, for the freshmen or for the walk-ons that, that do well in practice. You, you put your best players on both sides of the ball there. And, again, you get a block. You blocked a, a punt, and Trayvon Booker was the one that blocked it. And then Ty Good who is all of 5'6", but one of the fastest players in the team that you put in special teams. He got the ball in traffic, broke a couple of tackles, and broke it into the end zone. Just an incredible play that, that, that continued on an incredible first half. No, it really did. Um, you know, one of the things that, that we pride ourselves on in special teams is, is um, blocking punts. And, um, and so we're going, we're going out to try to block every punt that someone – um, get back there and kick. And so, you know, Coach Williams does a great job of, of organizing that, scheming up um, the protection and getting guys that can run um, and athletic to block these punts. And, and what a great job of, of Booker getting in there, knocking the ball down. He was back there so fast. I don't think the yeah. punter even knew what was going on, yeah. right? And, um, and then Ty Good, you know, have the awareness to – pick the ball up, not just fall on the ball because most people do that. He picks the ball up because they practice that every week and um, took it into the end zone. And you're not going to tackle him because he's running back, right? So yeah. <laughs> that, that's going to be a hard tackle for a punter to try to get or anybody else that's um, on that punt team. So great job by, by Coach Williams, man. And, and you know, we, we rock him. We, we click and everything is – is going our way. And so young teams, when I say young, again, inexperienced teams, yeah. they fall asleep when great things happen. And um, my team can't do that anymore. They can't fall asleep uh, when you up 21 points. You got to keep the stinger going. And um, that's something that we got to learn. The, the final score in that epic game, 49-48 to 48 in overtime again against one of the best FCS teams in the nation over the past two years. And this will continue next year, NC Central. NC Central comes here. I'd like to get a coach's perspective from a, uh, a guy that's pulling for Campbell but also a fan of football. I want this thing to go on. What, what do you think about it? Oh, I love it. Um, you know, I, I, I just love their atmosphere, their their um, coaching staff and, and what they try to get done. The head coach is doing a great job there. I know he, you know, gets some jabs here and there with, with <laughs> Dion last year, man. Yeah. And, and, and uh, man, but he's just a great dude. And, and, and so if you're down the street and, and you're at the same level, why not keep it going, right? So it's 1-1. One, one. Let's break the tie and um, let's, let's see what we can get done with this rivalry with NC Central. No doubt, no doubt. An epic game. Now we turn our attention back to the CAA. It'll be all conference from here on out except the uh, November game 
at North Carolina. When we come back after the break, we'll talk Campbell and Hampton. That's coming up after this. You're listening to Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Welcome back into Camel Call Live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. Next week, we invite you to the County Seat for Meet the Camels Night as our men's basketball team will be here. The fun starts at 6.15. Coach Minner and I will, like we always do, kick off the live podcast at 6.30. Then Coach McGinn, head coach of Campbell Men's Basketball, will be on the mic at 7. It'll be a lot of fun. Men's and women's basketball schedules are out. The season begins on November 6th with the doubleheader. Go to GoCamels.com to get all your information. Also, too, we will have a, a drawing at the end um, of the next segment, but we're going to be giving away tonight for all those in attendance two tickets to the homecoming football game. So if you haven't gotten your ticket yet, please see Mark. He will have a ticket for you as we give away two tickets to Campbell's next home game, which is the homecoming game on the 21st. This Saturday, Campbell hits the road for Hampton University. It's about three and a half hours to our northeast in the Norfolk area. Hampton was in the Big South briefly before landing in the CAA last year. Now, last year, they were 4-7 and seven overall, 1-7 and seven in the CAA. They didn't have much luck in the Big South, but if you haven't paid attention to them this year, they are a really, really good football team. They have figured it out. They are 3-1. and one. They beat Grambling State, Howard, and, Coach, they had a statement win. They beat Richmond at Richmond 31-14 to this Saturday. Richmond, a CAA power that has won a national championship that went to the playoffs last year. What has changed for those Pirates at Hampton? Well, you know, um, Chris, when you look at it, Coach has been at it for a while and building that, that program. And, and, um, and so now it's the second year in the CAA, right? So you got a chance to get your feet wet. Okay, now I know the type of stuff that I need to compete at that level. And, um, you know, and, and he's just been putting it together. And, and that's a great job by him and his staff and, and, and the program and, and what they're doing um, to get, you know, Hampton at the level that, that he has it at right now. And, and they got players. I mean, they've always had dudes that can, that, um, can play, man. So they yeah. got a quarterback that can really make it happen. They got a couple running backs, man, that, that makes it, you know, you give them space, they, they're going to make you pay. And and, um, and so, you know, we're going to have our work cut out for us on, on defense. And, and our offense got to be special, man. They, they play a, a brand of ball where it's a, a you know, a 3-3-3 three, three, three stack is what I call it. Um, three high safeties, um, three linebackers, and then three defensive linemen. And, and they coming from all over the place. And so we got to do a great job of, of understanding uh, what kind of coverage they're doing and um, because they hide in disguise so well and then they get out to your quarterback. I think they had four sacks last week. And, um, and so that's a, that's a big time thing um, when you're blitzing out of that, um, you know, that front. And so our guys got to be in tune, man. This is going to be a dog fight. Um, them guys are really good. They're confident right now um, and, and, you know, coming off their biggest win. Um, and, and, you know, as far as the program, I believe in the program history, man, you beating the Richmond team yep. at Richmond, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. And so uh, we got to be ready to rock and roll, man. Uh, this team is, is really good. A 3-3-3, three, three, three. do you see that that often? No, you don't. Um, you, you know, we, we kind of dabbled in it last year um, in that. So our, our, our offense have seen it because we, we did it last year. So we, we're very familiar with uh, what this defense um, is going to bring. But you don't see that often, and that's why it's so effective because guys don't see it every week. And I thought it caught, um, you know, Richmond off guard. And and um, then their offense was scoring. So, it, you know, uh, Richmond's trying to catch up, and, and Richmond don't have that type of offense to, to try to catch up because and, and, they're a running team, and they got to have the lead. And so um, Hampton did a great job of jumping out on them and, and then um, putting them away in the fourth quarter. 
you mentioned that offense, nearly 500 yards of total offense against Richmond. They have, they have a three-headed monster rushing the ball. Elijah Burris, big South freshman of the year back in 21. He's 5'10", but can run. They got a really good backup in Darren Butts, and the quarterback can run as well. These three have combined for nearly 1,100 yards. Each of them, I think it was 51, 50, and 49 carries when I looked at the stats today. So that's what they want to do. They want to run the ball. They want to run the football. And, and um, you know, our, my defense has been struggling and stopping the run. And so um, we, we got to do a great job of, of training and teaching our guys the keys to this run game that they have, this three-headed monster run game that they, they are um, beating teams with. Um, we got to find a way to um, slow that down and, and, and make these guys do something else um, and not run the football. And, and they, they do it in so many different ways. But, man, when you got really, you know, three running backs back there, that it, it becomes like triple option and, and um, out of the shotgun formation. And that's really what we got to be prepared for. And, you know, by the way, this quarterback can't throw the ball down the field. Yeah. And he has a slot receiver in number 11 um, that is special. I remember him as a freshman. Uh, when he got um, in the Big South, and he, he, he was a guy that was dynamic and could make a lot of different plays um, coming from that slot position. And then you got the fade ball outside, right? He can throw that really, really well. And um, that, that alleviate pressure. If I can throw the ball deep, run the ball with this three-headed monster, it makes it difficult for a defense because you got to, you know, you got to pick one, right? Which one are you going to try to defend? And um, so it's going to be a, a deal, Chris, where we gotta, we got to buckle up. we gotta, we got to tackle well. we got to run to the ball and uh, make this game a tough game for that quarterback. Yeah, his, his name is Chris Zealous on the all-name team. He's a Greensboro product and also 6'3", 220, which is not something that, that, that you see a lot um, at this level. You know, it, it's interesting because... Again, I've been explaining to people, hey, this isn't the Hampton of, of, of three years ago. And it seemed like they always played you guys tough no matter, no matter what they were. But we have talked about this all season, how the CAA is one of those conferences. You, you mentioned the SEC and, and the FBS where somebody asked me today, say, hey, you know, this Campbell team, they're, they're talented enough to just go out against a team that's not very good and beat them, right? And I said, yeah, that's true. But there ain't a bad team on the schedule anymore. You, you look at at Hampton, which maybe at the beginning of the year you thought, all right, that's a game you can get right before the before the bye week. They're rolling. Maine looked like not the team that we thought they were, and then they come up with a big win next week. You're going to Richmond, who is a defending national champion a couple times over. Oh, by the way, you throw in 14th ranked in FBS North Carolina. I, I know you're gonna you're gonna put your headphones down and leave here. Ninth-ranked Delaware, which is a conference game, a final home game of the year. And then at NCANT, we know about how that budding rivalry is taking place. So it is unfortunately coming true to what you told everybody else. You're like, hey, every single game, you not only have to play good, you have to play really good or you're going to get beat. That's right. Um, and, and it doesn't get any easier. But again, man, that's why we do this. This is why I'm coaching. This is why I wanted to go into the CAA. You want to get challenged like this, man. It, it's no fun with one team um, or two teams in one conference, right? It's, it's fun when everybody's good. And every week you got to bring your A game. And um, you know they're going to be coached well. So you got to bring your A game as a coach. That's what it's all about, Chris. And, and uh, we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun these six weeks. And, and uh, we're going to get better, man. And, and, and as we get better... And as this thing starts to click, I don't care who we playing at that point. Uh, we, we're going to be really, 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 really good. And um, we, we're getting close. I won't give you a week off for the show, but you will get a bye week after, after this next Saturday before the homecoming game against May on October 21st. How important is it? How big is it to get a win going into the bye week? You know, it's important because of the simple fact that you can't play a game the next week, right? So you got two weeks of whatever happened that game, you got to live with, <laughs> yeah. okay? And that's why it's important. It's, it's, it's important that we understand that, man, we, we want to feel good for those two weeks when we're going home, when we're on the road recruiting. Um, you know, these kids get a break from football, and, and now they get to talk to family, we want good conversations. Man. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's why it's important, Chris, so we can all feel good and, 
and um, sleep good and, and uh, you know, have great conversations. Um, we will have in the next half hour uh, four uh, of your best wide receivers, Kelsey Anderson, Fitzgerald, Wilkins. Brag a little bit on these guys and, and talk about these guys that we'll be talking to here in a couple of minutes. Yeah, I mean, you know, the old man of the group is J5, and, and um, he's been here from um, from the beginning. We, we recruited the kid um, coming out of um, Jacksonville, um, not Jacksonville, but um, – where um somewhere Florida. somewhere no where, where where the university Gainesville is. Gainesville yeah that that place you know Gainesville man I, I mess with him all the time about <laughs> that that's that's why I'm, I'm saying that but oh wait you were setting him up there okay yeah, I was like yeah. I was like you, your memory is sharp man <laughs> yeah I'm I was scared there for a second all right I'm messing with so him. you were messing with Jackson yeah no, yeah that hurts him <laughs> That does hurt him, man. He hates that. And, and so um, he'll probably talk about it when he gets on the field. But, but you know, you're talking about an elite NFL speed guy. This guy has the ability. His dad played in the league. His brother played in the league. And so it's in his blood um, to be that type of guy. And, and now he's really coming into maturing as a, as a receiver, right? Not just being the deep guy. But I can run all kind of routes now. I can run the dig. I can run the curl. I can run the slant. Um, those are the type of things that you're going to have to be able to do at the next level. And he's putting that resume together right now. So um, it's, really, it's really great to see young men mature and become who the Most High created them to be, right? And, and man, I, I'm just so proud of him um, because he's he a leader now. Um, and, and then now you got Chaney, young dude. Coming in last year, everybody didn't know who he was. Uh, he, he wasn't a scholarship guy. Yep. And um, so he comes in as a walk-on, and he dominates the Big South as a freshman. Okay? And we like, well, we got to put him on money because we got to keep him. <laughs> and um, the guy just continued to mature as a person, too, because he comes in. He's a young guy. He thinks college is just fun and life is just fun, and he's just running around not paying attention. Now he's paying attention to life, right? How to do life the right way. And I remember at the beginning of the year, he called me and he said, Coach, I want to get my process together and, and um, I, got, I got to have the schedule. What, what, what's the schedule? I said, what? Who you, right? You, you doing it like that? And so it made me excited about who he is at number 13. Um, then we got the, the big fella, you know? Um, easy, man. Big body, come from Iowa State, you know, and uh, Power Five. Have to try to get it together. Now he's from Tampa, okay. <laughs> he don't care, so I'm gonna just tell where he's from. Um, and and um, you know th this this guy is the guy in the red zone. We're gonna throw the ball up. He's gonna catch it and he's gonna make touchdowns. You know that that's him. And then um, I told you about 21. I told you about VJ at you the did. beginning at of the, the year. At the beginning of the year, you yeah. said watch him. Yep. I said, this guy going to be special, man, because he has the ability to stop and go faster than most people on the planet. And that's why he's able to make all the plays that he's been making. Um, and it's no accident that this guy has been the two-time um, two player of the week for the CAA as a freshman uh, because this guy can play. And so those four dudes – is, 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 is guys, and, and I can promise you this, two of them dudes that I just talked about is going to have a big game this weekend, and um, it, it's, it's going to be beautiful. So um, you're going to see it, and you're going to remember it. You're going to be like, man, Coach Manor told me that two of them guys are going to have a big game. Your predictions are usually right on. They're they going to have it. So um, well, I, I can't wait to see it. Coach, thank you so much for, uh, again, visiting with us like you do every Monday. You'll be back next Monday. But coming up after the break, we'll talk to some of the wide receivers. Easy Anderson and Jalen Kelsey will be our first two guests coming up after the break here on Camelco Live. Well, welcome back into the county scene in downtown Lillington. Just two more home games left for Campbell football. The next one coming up October 21st. That's homecoming. It's a 4 p.m. start as CAA opponent Maine comes to town. 
Then on November 11th, the final home game of the season as the uh, top 10 ranked Delaware Blue Hens come to town for a 1 p.m. kickoff. Again this year, kids 12 and under in for free with the purchase of an adult ticket in Section 106. Get your tickets at GoCamels.com or one eight seven seven go humps We are going to give away two tickets for the homecoming game now, two tickets for the game at Maine. So get out your tickets, 626-297, 626-297. We have a winner every time you come down here to watch our game live. You get a chance to win tickets, and there you go. Thank you very much, and uh, two free tickets to the homecoming game. Get yours at GoCamels.com. Campbell is the 10th best scoring offense in the entire nation. They're the 11th best passing offense. They're the 15th best total offense in the entire country. Haj Malik Williams is fourth in passing yards. He has completed passes to 15 different receivers, and two of the best are with me here now. Ezra Anderson has 11 catches for 191 yards and two TDs this season. He's averaging over 17 yards per catch, and that puts him in the top 50 in the entire nation. He's a redshirt senior from Florida after transferring to this program from Iowa State. Easy, describe to me how your year has gone so far. You know, um, just coming along this year uh, from spring ball to now, uh, we learned a lot as an offense about details. Uh, details are big with what we're trying to accomplish, where we're trying to go. Um, as far as chemistry, I feel like we've grown a lot with team activities and staying together overnight. Um, just coming together, you know, that's a real thing. So um, just that chemistry and, and paying attention to details as the weeks go on, week by week, knowing our opponent um, is putting us in a real good spot. I thought your offense, after one of the most epic halves that I've ever seen, they changed some things in the second half, but then when it counted, you guys got that touchdown to tie, and then your touchdown catch in overtime, uh, just phenomenal. Talk about what adjustments you made to start clicking there at the end of the game and to end up in the end zone in overtime. You know, I don't really think it was um, too much to think about. Uh, we knew what we had to do, uh, went in there. Um, we knew we had to make a play. Um, simple as that. We knew the play. We knew we had to execute, give our defense a chance. Um, things didn't work out how we wanted it to, but, you know, we fought. We fought. You did uh, You did indeed with uh, going toe-to-toe -to -toe with one of the best teams in the country. Um, speaking of one of the best, Jalen Kelsey is also in the top 50 in yards per catch. He has 23 grabs for 412 yards, including an epic day, two TDs, including a 70 and a 65-yard TD reception on Saturday at NC Central. How you didn't get Offensive Player of the Week, I do not know. They don't give me a vote. But take me through both of those plays that literally happened back-to-back -back for you. Uh, for me, well, really, we just been practicing those plays all day, every day, me and Hodge. I stand out to practice, you know, throwing, you know, trying to stay connected to the process, you know, boys in confidence, coming in, meeting with my coach, Coach Wheaton, you know, swagger, selfishness, you know, work, attitude, grit, accountability. That's what we did, 30 for 30. So we call our group Quit Six with Chaney, VJ, all of us, you know, be fights. Um, without them, you know, none of this would never happen for me, you know. They push me, they push me to go hard every day because without them, this would never happen, you know. So I'm thankful for them and easy, you know, this is my right man. So that's great. The quick six, mm -hmm. huh? Tell me, tell me about that nickname. The quick six. Quick six means if somebody man to man on us, that's a touchdown regardless. Nobody can guard us. That's what we do. That's why we call it quick six. We're explosive. You mentioned it a little bit. It's you guys staying after practice. You know, you and Hodge ha have been together for the longest here. You guys are both, I, I believe, in your fifth year in, in the program. Both you guys have been here for the same time. Talk about that connection that you and, and your quarterback have. Um, since 2019, freshman year, we first came in together. We didn't know each other like that, but we both started together. We both clicked in. Ever since then, we've been locked in tight. That's my number one dog right there. So I'm thankful for having him on my side throwing me the ball without him. Everything, none of this would have been possible for me. 
Ezra Ryan, when you think of, of, of that quarterback, and you've seen a lot of quarterbacks, when you think of Hodge, what, what makes him special? I think his work, uh, his attention to detail and knowing where we're going to be at, when we're going to be there. Um, you know, not a lot of quarterbacks I play with are like that. Um, as far as knowing where we're going to be in certain spots, like like Jalen said, after practice, we'll, we'll rep, we'll throw um, – We'll throw routes that we're gonna run in the game, so so we know like when we're in the game, we did this before, like so we already we did this already, so we're here. Yeah. Tell me about your journey here to Campbell. You're a Florida guy. You went to Iowa State. I'm from the Midwest. I know that that is a that is a really good football program in a in a really good conference in the in the Big Twelve. And then you made your way to Campbell. To tell me uh, about your journey and and how you ended up here. Yeah. Um. So it just happened. I, it's God. I feel like, um, you know, God wanted me here. I hit the transfer portal uh, after three years at, at uh, Iowa State. Um, wasn't going how things wanted it to go. So I hit the transfer portal. Uh, was exploring my options in the transfer portal. Was in there for about a couple months. Um, took a couple visits. And then something about this coaching staff and the players here was like, yeah, I need to be here. So that's what really made me choose Campbell, Campbell Nation. And Jalen, I know, I know for you, it was an out of high school recruiting. You were being recruited by, just like Easy, coming out of high school with a lot of uh, a, a lot of teams from around the country. But Campbell literally put on a full court press. They sent their whole coaching staff down, and that when you think back to that, what was special? What was different about uh, Campbell recruiting you? Um, about that was, for that, it was something special because other coaches was not doing that. They sent the whole crew down. Everybody was showing love. We was talking for, like, probably three hours, probably the whole night. And that, like, really meant a lot to me because they cared a lot. And then they told me, we want you here. We're going to have you to start. They kept their word. Um... What really made me really come with Mint, because Mint, he's a real coach. That's like a father figure to me. He inspired me to be the man I am today, even with Coach Wheaton. And I want to say I'm thankful for them, because I've been through a lot in my past. But now seeing it and being here now, I'm thankful that for growing up, being more mature and being the leader for my brothers out there that's looking up towards me and stuff so and amazing that now we're talking about you know you getting a, a a chance at the next level because your brother played in the nfl uh your dad famous player at at florida and then playing in the nfl what is it like having a resource of of two guys you're so close to that have been to where you want to go that's a blessing because every day i get to have advice if i need advice i go ask them like wait well, what i need to do there what i need to do this like how i need to do this They'll tell me from right from wrong, like, hey, you need to stop doing that. This ain't, this ain't what you're supposed to be doing. So I take heed of that, and um, I take every word what they say to me, and I just keep practicing and learning, learning every time. This is, a, this is a special offense. As you know, Coach Whedon has come in. This is just his second year as the offensive coordinator. You guys broke a whole bunch of records last year. Mm -hmm. You're breaking a whole bunch of records this year. Again, top 15, top 10, and pretty much – every offensive category in the nation. What's different about it? What, what, what makes this offense, offense so special? Um, like I said, uh, details, really. Uh, when it comes down to it, I got to give a big shout-out to Coach Wheaton, too, for uh, dialing it up. You know, um, just knowing your personnel and being able to attack defenses in ways that most coordinators can't. You know what I'm saying? So... I feel like that's a, that's a huge blessing having an offensive coordinator like that. Um, and the detail part, like we harp on that every every in every meeting, we harp on, uh, harp on the details. So, yeah. And the details have have certainly been there. You guys have been again. The the three losses have come to top twenty five teams. You guys have been in every game, talking, taking the HBCU national champions to to overtime. I imagine on the one side, very frustrated, but also. Does that say something about how good th this team is and just uh, and just a couple of plays away? 
Mm. It still hurts you a little bit, doesn't it? It does. You know, it's like give me deja vu from, you know, ANT game from last year. Same exact thing, but how I see it is we got to overlook that. It's a new week. We got to bypass that. We got to look forward to Hampton now. It's over and done with. So now we got to look for these next games. We got to win out. And then we're going to turn the thing around. Yeah, no doubt. And, and and this team has the talent to do that, don't they? Yeah, we do. We definitely do. I feel like um, what, what separates us from this year and last year is the mindset after losing. So we know that we lost, but we got to attack this week even harder than we did last week so we could ensure that we win this week. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking the time. It's been fun to watch. When we come back up after the break, we'll talk to a couple of the young guys coming up after the break. This is Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Wilmington. Welcome back into the final segment of Camel Call Live. Remember, next Monday we will have our football conversation with Coach Mincher, and then we will talk some basketball. It'll be meet the team night with our men's basketball team. Come on out. Festivities start at 6.15. The show starts at 6.30. And if you haven't already, we invite you to join the rebooted Fighting Camel Club. The Fighting Camel Club empowers student-athletes to lead with purpose on and off the field. Donations to the FCC have helped fund facility enhancements, health and wellness improvements, career and professional development, recruiting and retaining coaches, and more. Head to GoCamels.com, hit the Give button for more information. We are talking to two of the best young receivers in the CAA, sophomore Cheney Fitzgerald. He was an All-State player at Glenn High School in Kernersville, North Carolina. He broke onto the scene last year, 28 catches, two touchdowns, playing in 10 games, and this was all as a true freshman. He has nearly matched those totals this year with almost 200 yards and two TDs already this year. Cheney, what has this year been like for you? Um, just learning from last year and trying to improve on what I did, the mistakes that I made, and using the knowledge that I uh, gained last year, this year. There is not a lot of players that, that, that come in at this level and, and play as a, as a true freshman. W what has been the biggest difference for you? What did you do in this offseason to, to keep it going and get even better? Um, really just working on simple stuff, not the difficult stuff, just like catches, uh, doing ladder drills and stuff like that. Redshirt freshman V.J. Wilkins, he is one of the best freshmen in the CAA. He has already racked up two CAA Freshman of the Week awards. He leads Campbell receivers with 28 catches, four TDs to go along with his nearly 300 kick return yards. Now, V.J. was here with us last year as a, as a true freshman. You didn't get on the field last year. What has been the biggest difference between last year and, and this year and, and such a breakout for you? Um, I really have to say my confidence, you know, coming in last year, confidence wasn't real high and stand behind my older guys, you know, giving me that confidence and extra push. So Th that's what I was going to say. It, it had to be a frustrating year to not get on the field. So when you go into the off season, w what do you do? What do you specifically do to not only play this year, but to play at one of the highest levels in the conference? Well, really, it's just a process. So. You know, I focus on getting bigger, stronger, uh, mentally better, you know, because you got to be mentally strong for this. Um, and like I said, staying under my uh, older guys, you know, getting those extra reps during the summertime and learning the system a little bit better. So that helped. Now, look, this is a question for both of you. You know, a lot of time on a lot of teams, the older guys that maybe you're taking some reps for, the, the guys that you're, you know, sharing the wealth, they wouldn't be so welcoming to you, but but it seems like, and uh, and you can start, Cheney, it, it seems like you, you guys are a family and you all want to see each other do well. Yes, sir. That's, that's, that's quick six. We're a family. Everybody want to see each other. Either, everybody want to see each other, see each other shine and things of that nature. Who, who, who came up with, who came up with quick six? Who was the one that did that? Uh, Coach Weaving. Did he? 
Did he? Did he? What, what would you say about this family atmosphere that they've, uh, that, that they've harvested here? Um, we keep each other up, you know, and that's a lot of, that's something that, you know, a lot of families, you know, don't, you know. Yeah, but even 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 in regular families with brothers and sisters, yeah. they, they they fight sometimes. But but you guys are the biggest. You know, you, you look on the crowd, and if somebody does something good, all of you guys come over. It's not like why didn't I get the ball? It's it's amazing, isn't it? Yes, yeah. sir. Um, let me ask you about um, your quarterback, Haj Malik Williams. What I what I asked there, you, the, the two older guys on the team. What, what makes him so special? I um, say well, you, got you got it. You got it. Uh, I say his work ethic. You know, you don't really see too many people with that work ethic or willing to make the sacrifices. You know, he in the coach's office every day, talking to men every day. I see him meeting with Wheaton a lot. You know, honestly, he he he's one of the smartest football players I know, like truly. So, I agree. I agree. What what do you think makes him so special? You've been around him two years now. He's a leader. That's what he is. He's a leader. He, he knows the offense. He knows what everybody's going to do. And like he tells me, like, you finna get the ball, so do something with it. You know? Returning kicks has been such a big part of your game. It is one of the more, I don't want to say dangerous, but it's, uh, I mean, you basically have the entire team running down on you. What does it take mentally, physically to, to return takes, to return kicks? Where do you get that fearlessness? Really, you know, my thing is to stay calm, cool, and collected, you know, before going out in the field. I try not to think about it too much, you know. I just go out there and stay relaxed, stay calm, and just handle business. How much competition is there when we go back to this family? And I know you guys, although you root for each other, you're very, very competitive. Practice day in, day out. How much competition is there in the room between each other and out in the field? Um, when it's like we're doing an uh, indie and uh, routes on air with the quarterbacks, Coach Whedon, he'll tell you, like, what routes you're running. And then, like, me and Five will we'll, we'll have, like, a post route or something. And now I see Five five make a crazy catch. So, boom, I, I got to make a crazy catch because I want to I wanna run that route in the game. <laughs> is that how it is, VJ? Um, yeah. You know, I receive them real deep. You know, we got a lot of talent in there. So, I say every day, everybody trying to come in and go hard, you know. We'll start with you coming out of high school, being recruited by this. What separated Campbell for some of the other places that you could have gone to continue your football career? Well, you know, I had I had some, some looks, and it really came down to a last-minute thing. So I had to, you know, decommit from the school last minute, week of signing day. So I made a call to Coach Wheaton, and he was just real serious about getting me up there then and there. And it just happened so fast. You know, I got up there, treated me like I was his own. Met Mint, you know, Mint was real happy to see me and stuff like that. So I just feel like they, they made a great push to get me. So, Cheney, what's your recruiting story? Why did you pick Campbell? Um, I didn't have anything. So uh, I'm texting coaches on Twitter and stuff. And Coach Williams, he, he hit me. He was like, uh, keep, keep balling, keep balling. We watching, we watching. So I keep balling. And Coach Williams, he hit me up. I want you, you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, and to go from a, a walk-on to scholarship, that, that says something. How, how big is that for you? Oh, that, that was real big. That was real big. I, I, uh, I, I, hit a, I, was, on a, I was on a rough road uh, first semester, but I got back on track second semester. Yeah. Um, okay, we've talked about the quick six. So who's the quickest? Who are, who's the fastest players in the in in the quick six, and and I not only want your number one, I want you to I want you to rank them one through six here. Okay, so VJ he fell off. He used to he, go, he used to be like he used to be like wow. Wh for real. Wh what happened? How did you fall off, VJ? He's trolling. He's joking around. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even. I'm. I got it. VJ is the I fastest. Say. Is he? Is he? What, what would everybody else say? What would everybody else say? It's a race we got to see. <laughs> oh, name the people. Uh, me. First off. We got First, me. okay. You're number one. Then we got uh, probably Easy. Easy next. <laughs> easy next. Then we got um, 
Got my boy Cheese. Cheese. <laughs> RJ. RJ next. Fights. Fights. <laughs> five and e, uh, five and VJ. They they in the back though. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay, VJ. I'm, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you try to get him back. Let's give your. Let's get your top six. You you didn't I'm, even make Cheney's top. That's six. what I'm saying. That's crazy. But <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm going to put myself at the one spot. <laughs> and I, I say that in the most humble way. I, I, I know. You're being very humble. Being very humble. I mean, I, mean, I, I see some stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's pretty good. I put you up there. Next. I'm going to go J5 next. Yeah. I'm going to go J5. I, w- I was going to say, he was, he was mysteriously left off the, uh, the, the, the top of Cheney's list. And then I'm going him at three. Uh, three. At three. That's a pretty yeah. good list. That's a pretty good list. Well, guys... Thank you so much for spending the time. It's been fun to watch, and, um, and good luck the rest of the season. Thank you. B.J. Wilkins, Cheney, Fitzgerald, two of the best. We've had fun with the wide receivers. Top 15 offense in the country, top 10 in a lot of things. They will be back at it coming up uh, this Saturday. Campbell hits the road again. They will be at Hampton at 2 o'clock. That game's on Flow Football. We'll have free audio coverage for you at GoCamels.com and the Varsity Network starting at 145. Then a bye week. Then Campbell comes back home for the homecoming game, 4 o'clock on October 21st, as tickets are at GoCamels.com, 1877-GO-HUMPS. Next week we'll have Campbell head coach Mike Minner to talk about the Hampton game, and then we will have our Meet the Camels night as men's basketball will take center stage as well. Thank you so much for coming down. Thank you for tuning in. You can catch uh, all of this on the Camel Call Live podcast that drops during the middle of the week, anywhere you get your podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Chris Amar saying so long. This has been Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Burlington. <laughs>